Welcome back to uh, episode three here at the Denver Baptist DBC Engage podcast. This week, I'm joined with some friends here. Uh, we're just going to have a friendly conversation about how we engage in uh, apologetics for Gen Z. So Gen Z is a lot of our, our kids' ages right now. So I have uh, Jennifer with us, Kelly and Matt. They're married, and they all have the same age kid range mm-hmm. pretty close. Uh, so I just want to bring them on as we're walking through this podcast on apologetics and stuff. Um, what is apologetics was the first episode. The second episode was the cosmological argument. So that's a little bit of a, a deep kind of philosophical argument. So I want to take a light approach this week and uh, give you some um, resources. Talk to some people that's been through a book. We're going to be talking about this book uh, this week. I don't know if you can see it in the camera. Uh, Sean McDowell and um, Jay Warner Wallace wrote a book. Uh, so the next generation will know. And so uh, Matt talked through this book in their Bible fellowship class. That's what we call, Sunday school we call Bible fellowship. So they talked through it, they worked through it. Um, and so we're just going to have a conversation, a lighthearted conversation about the book, what they got from it, what they drew from it. But I just want to let these folks introduce themselves and their kids, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So okay. Jennifer, take it. All right. yeah. I am Jennifer Ratcliffe. I have <clears throat> a son who is 17, and named Reese, and a daughter, Ella, who's 14, yep. and Claire is 11. Yeah. So, yeah. yep. Um, I'm Kelly Coffey, and Matt and I have a daughter who's soon to be 14, going into ninth grade, and a son that's 10, getting ready to go to fifth grade. And I'm Matt. Matt Coffey, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so um, Matt, we're getting back out of COVID season, and we're jumping into our small groups, our Sunday morning small groups. You're going to lead a group, and me and you kicking around some ideas about, Mm -hmm. you know, some studies to go through. What's some things we should do? What's important uh, for your class, your age group, and y'all stage of life where your kids are at right now? And so y'all decided to go through the book uh, that I just mentioned, So the Next Generation Will Know by uh, Sean McDowell and uh, Jay Warner Wallace. What made you do it? What's some thoughts? What made you land there? (laughs) Primarily Uh, (laughs) fear-driven. Just taking a look at not only the statistics of youth walking away from the church, uh, but also just knowing our own youth that seemingly as they've gone to college, you know, and, and again, you don't know for sure, but a lot of people don't seem to have any desire for the things of God anymore. Yeah. Uh, or they've walked, you know, however you said, they've walked away from the faith of their parents. Uh, and you just start asking the question, what are we doing? We're doing something wrong. I don't know what we're doing wrong. And there comes a realization that, our time is very limited mm-hmm. that we have with them. Uh, and how do we, we try to, we, we've always tried to disciple our, ch- our children, but we need some help. Yeah. And, and too, what we talked about too, that like the basics are, is not going to cut it. No. Right? Yeah. So like the surface level um, stuff that, you know, you get it here and there, the Sunday school answers, mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to cut it. And me and you was talking about some, you know, that just the, what our kids are stepping into yeah. in this generation. It's yeah. different than what even we grew up in, um, even though I'm on the younger spectrum of it. It still <laughs> is, is different. I mean, it's a world of difference in just the last couple of They're years. They're a very skeptical generation. And yeah. it's, you know, 
we kind of took a lot of what our we're Gen Xers. You're a millennial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> don't say that as a shot. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but uh, it's the most skeptical generation ever. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not just going to take what you tell them at face value. Yeah. They want backup. They want evidence. They want, yeah. they got, they're going to cross-reference you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got other sources. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't just come in with some... Yeah, you better be prepared when you're when and you're dealing with this generation. And that's what Sean McDowell said in there too. That for every one what you should give two whys. I think. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what and then why why back it up with that stuff because they can Google something right in front of your face. And oh yeah. Call your bluff. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> with the quickness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, my first episode, I I focused kind of a little bit on First Peter three fifteen, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always uh, being prepared to make a defense. To anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. So always be prepared to give an apologia, an apologetic for the hope that's in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. And we have to be prepared, right? Right. I think that at times that we can feel unprepared. So, um, so Sean McDowell, those guys are in, in Jay Warwas is talking about Gen Z and focusing on parenting this generation. So you said that you think. Uh, one difficult area is their skepticism, right? They're just mm-hmm. skeptical about everything. Anything else that, that y'all think is difficult for this generation that help, that Sean and, and uh, Walsh would help y'all out with um, in this resource? I think the biggest thing I took as far as what, that they want us to be transparent. They want us to tell about our struggles and mm-hmm. our stories. And pretending like we have it all together doesn't work with them. Yeah. Because... They look at us and know we don't have it all together yeah. for one thing, and they, they just don't take it well when we're not honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're a generation that wants to be heard. Like okay. they want yeah. um, uh, a dismissive um, response is doesn't yeah. go well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think just listening to them, uh, mm-hmm. they definitely want they want their um, their thoughts. They like to. And they ask questions. Yeah. They ask more questions, I think, than we ever did growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't mind asking questions. They're not afraid. Yeah. Um, and they are going to find the answer. And they have a wealth of information online, yes. too, for free to be able to, to build a worldview that they're wanting to kind of shape how they view the rest mm-hmm. of reality. And so here we are. If we think that we can just give them a quick little answer and it's not backed up with anything, they can see right through it with a quickness. Oh, yeah. That's something yeah. else he talks about is helping them to have the biblical worldview. So yeah. you don't just talk about it, about the Bible one time a week. Yeah. You incorporate it throughout your daily life and show them how the Christian worldview affects every element of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which in yeah. turns push us to be better parents because how are we going to equip the next generation if we're not equipped? That's right. Yeah. Right? And so we're trying yeah. to... If we think we can wing it and just, um, you know, just like you say one day a week, it's not going to work. So Sunday morning only is not going to work. It's a worldview that has to be lived out seven days a week constantly um, because they see hypocrisy with with a quickness. One thing you said in the book that uh, struck with me is that we need to be the best apologist and theologian that our children know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a heavy weight. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and you start talking when when you're starting to talk about Generation Z – uh, first off, I think when I thought through this, I'd always thought of everyone as millennials that were younger than me. Yeah. I didn't even think about the There's fact how one. much different Generation Z is yeah. than millennials. Yeah. And um, that, uh, you know, um, how, different, how different they are. Mm-hmm. 
I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. I do this all the time. Well, yeah, but, but, but in order to say that they're dip. Oh, in so, order- so they should be the best, we should be the best theologian uh-huh. and uh, uh, apologist that they know. Yeah. And what that takes is work on our part, mm-hmm. uh, that, that we have to be prepared and we have to be willing to dedicate the time and the energy that it takes because they're going to, they're finding these answers somewhere. They're wanting, uh, they're, they're searching and mm-hmm. you have to be there. It's not, you know, like the old song, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. seem to be accept, you know, like they want, they want to know more. And I don't know whether it was, uh, McDowell or whether it was in, uh, the apologetic study we went mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Uh, he talked to, he, he talked about how, Apologetics helps block out the noise of the culture so that they can hear the gospel yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in it. That 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 it's not that it's not this loud sound drowning out mm-hmm. what you're what you're trying to say. So it's you're not replacing anything, but that's that's a lot of what I took. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in order to understand uh, so for instance, if we go to overseas missions and say mm-hmm. we go to, I don't know, Asia or something, we learn the Asian culture, we learn yes. about that people group, we learn about what makes them mad, what makes them happy, how they how they view the world. Gen mm-hmm. Z views the world completely different right. than than any generation ever has. Yeah. And in order, I think what they did real good here is in order to understand or to, to teach and disciple this generation, we got to understand this generation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna they're not gonna take the same approach that we do to understanding mm-hmm. stuff. For one, objective <coughs> truth is is a question for them. Yeah. Like yeah. everything's yeah. so subjective that you got to yeah. break down that barrier um, to yeah to to get to get where you, you're trying to go with them. So y'all. Y'all spent how many weeks you think working? Do y'all do about a chapter a week when y'all went through, mm-hmm. through your nine study? Nine to ten weeks. Nine yeah. to ten weeks. Nine to ten weeks. Yeah. yeah. And you study through it through a book for mm-hmm. nine to ten weeks in a Bible fellowship class, which is basically a Sunday school class yeah. mm-hmm. with what about fifteen people average mm-hmm. each week. Families yeah. about that same age. What's some stuff that most of them, what are you hearing from? It might be y'all or from the class as a whole. Are, are they saying that we need this? Are they say, are they seeing the, oh, the yeah. need for this? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What. What's interesting is we have a wide range uh, of, of people with the ages of children. Uh, mm-hmm. We have anywhere from 18, 17, 18, all the way down to two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I've taught, I've been trying to think through how is each person seeing this. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things we've tried to drive home with the people with younger children is this is something like this starts so early. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's not something, you, you know, you don't want to wait till your kid's in high school to start trying to figure out how yeah, to disciple them properly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing they well, said. It's not in the, too late. I should yeah, say it's, it's not too late, but yeah. it's, you're behind. Well, yeah. we think yeah. of we think of children leaving the faith when they go to college. Yeah. And what is it McDowell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what McDowell said was that often what we don't know they've left the faith when they're 12, 13 yeah. years old. Yeah. 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 They get on TikTok and see some ridiculous one minute video, uh-huh. and no one there to push back against yeah. it, and they like, and, they, and I almost think they look at their parents and they're like. Oh, I feel yeah. so bad for them. Yeah. They just don't know. These, these pure little simpletons. Yeah. They don't. They don't even un, like. They just. They believe this archaic. They believe this book that was written thousands. It's, yeah. it's so yeah. inaccurate. So, and there's not even a God. And there's there's all these things. And and I I, I really think they feel sorry mm-hmm. for us when they yeah. look at this stuff and they're like, they they've devoted their life to this, and meanwhile they don't even know their parents have thought this stuff through. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. and. And the, but too many, too often, we haven't thought this thing yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. yeah, that was the next. And yeah. early yeah. on, they're encountering atheists. Yeah, I mean, fourth grade, Jackson's already encountered athe- a kid who's proclaiming to be an atheist, and then in Madison, what grade in fourth grade, and then in eighth yeah. grade, 
one of Madison's good friends, you know, confessed to her that she doesn't believe in God and then other girls well. So yeah. um, they need to be solid in that because then they start, especially the in the middle school, making fun of her for her oh, yeah. beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> early on. Or watch this video. This is what you believe is ridiculous. Watch this mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if we've not talked at all to our children about this, yeah. like, I mean, we could... And, and, and this, I struggle with even saying this out loud. If I, I don't know whether I'm right or if I'm wrong, but like we could have, we could have went through, you know, through the Bible because he talks about two what, two wise for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, theology is what we believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. The wise are why do we believe it? Mm-hmm. Why, why do we? Why yeah. do we believe this is true? Yeah. I know in my own walk, uh, there's a lot of things in the Bible that are complicated. Mm-hmm. That they're yeah. like, man, is this? You know, is this true? Is this like? Mm-hmm. It seems pretty far fetched. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it was the case for Christ that uh, I think Kelly read through it first, and I, I reluctantly read through it. And this is I was a baby Christian and yeah. and didn't even act like one at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like the empty tomb, for instance, that yeah. like wow, this really happened. There's yeah. a, there's Good tremendous yeah. yeah, like this. It, it, it's not so. If I can if I can stand on this, then. Jesus affirmed these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me personally, so I, so I think the same thing. If if I can go through the cosmological argument or whatever with my children and say, look, there is a God, there is a creator. Yeah. It is obvious in creation. Yeah. It's it's uh, regardless of what you're going to hear. Here are the facts. This is what science has shown us. These things. So and then and then again, like the the empty tomb and, mm-hmm. and that's it. And Jesus affirmed this. You don't have to know every piece. You don't yeah. have to know every detail, but you can. You, you, you have something solid to stand on. And that changes your kid's mind because, it, like you said, oh, wait, these simpletons have, have thought this yeah. through. You know? <laughs> That's exactly right. And so, like, and, and, so, and this is stuff that we can be equipped on. If you, if just say your high school or whatever comes home and they're struggling and they say, let me just, and you say, let me just walk through a quick argument, a couple arguments with you. Mm-hmm. Just think these things through. Mm-hmm. The cosmological argument, whatever began to exist has a cause. The universe began to exist, therefore the universe has a cause. And say, listen, I know your friend is an atheist, but in order to deny this and for this to be a false argument, one of these premises has to be false. Which one do you think it's going to be? Mm-hmm. And I start thinking that through. We say, not only that, the universe is finely tuned. And mm-hmm. behind fine tuning, there's got to be a designer behind That's this right. thing. And you can go from cosmology to biology and see fine tuning in the universe and the cell and all these things. In order to have information, there has to be information mm-hmm. giver. And then you can walk into the moral argument or you can walk into the resurrection argument that this Jesus of Nazareth died on the Roman cross, was dead, buried, rose again on the third day, and mm. point out the historical facts. And all of a sudden, they're like, if this happened, we, what did he have? To, so now, all of a sudden, what he had to it's a say. a game changer. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. If, a, Jesus walked out of, if Jesus walked out of that tomb. It's a game changer. Yep. Yeah. I better pay attention to what yeah. he said. That's, and, what, that's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. If it didn't happen, we're the most to be pitied. Yeah. But in fact, it did happen. Yeah. Therefore, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, and I think one of the, of the things that we talked a lot about in this book is... Um, is under, trying to understand their generation. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be much more receptive to those arguments or just yeah. even those conversations if we know them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that that is, um, they just, I mean, just trying to understand who they are. Yeah. Um, and it's annoying their TikTok arguments or their TikTok videos. Yeah. Like, we don't want to watch them, yeah. but yeah. it promotes conversation. It does. Yeah. You know, yeah. and. And just stepping into their world and yeah. not, because I think like Matt said, a lot of what drove, what drove even this class was fear. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. It's, it is frightening it um, is. to have. 
how quickly they can go from yeah. you know from where they <laughs> from this sweet little six uh, you know six year old to yeah. like yeah. I don't believe anything you say. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. 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 And two, when we have these conversations early, I'm sure we've all we've all had faith struggles, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Do you think they're going to be more or less likely to come to us? Mm-hmm. Because part of what we're doing is is in some ways saying you know one, like one of the questions like what do you what's the hardest like I know, I know you said this specifically in the book is uh when we talk about faith when we go through the bible when we're doing uh, devotional time what's some of the what's hard about that for you to believe talk mm-hmm. to me about talk to me about mm-hmm. some of your doubts yeah because then when you promote that then that opens them up like okay when i've got my atheist friend who's saying hey you really need to watch this now they at least have someone that they know that they can trust to come back to and say Hey, this is what they're showing me. What, this doesn't feel right, but yeah. I, it, you know, like there's yeah. there's a there's a relationship of trust that's been built there. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And two, it makes them even just in 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 that moment. So in the young years, high school, and even into college and stuff, sin is so prevalent in so many areas that it's easier to feel better about your sin if you don't think there's a God, but you know in the back yeah. of your mind there really is, and yeah. you're using that as just a cover-up. <clears throat> Maybe my friend is right. There isn't a God mm-hmm. who is just and, and all these things. Mm-hmm. And so at times when sinful temptations happen to these, these kids, mm-hmm. it's either it's easier for them to say there's no judge that, sure. that, yeah. who is just yeah. in this. And so they might mm-hmm. come back to the faith later on, but then they come back to the faith with this world of hurt behind them, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. of years yeah. of bad decisions yeah. and even addictions or whatever it might lead into. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, Go ahead. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, we talked about Gen Z a little bit, um, and then so we kind of weaved in apologetics into that. So as parents, how does apologetics fit into Gen Z um, and discipling this next generation? I <clears throat> Just a little little couple words before that. Um, I think it's Francis Schaeffer said that apologetics is pre-evangelism. So some of our kids might not even be, you know, believers right now, um, or their friends might not be believers. So like they, somebody comes over the house and we use apologetics as pre-evangelism. How important do you think it is to be prepared to give a defense to our kids? Very important. Very. Very, very. Yeah. And very. what do you think is going to be the main? Is it going to be scientific arguments? Is it going to be moral arguments? Is it going to be... I like the gender. I like with gender. What what do you think is going to be the hardest one for this next generation? Uh, Good. We can go around. Y'all can all do one. Um, I think the moral, the homosexuality, Mm -hmm. and that's where they're really getting pounded. Like, how can you say this is wrong? How can God say this is wrong? That how can you say anybody that loves anybody's wrong? Mm -hmm. Um, I think if. It depends on the kid with the scientific. Like, I've got one that could care less, and mm-hmm. the other one that that's going to be mm-hmm. all about him. Yeah. Um, but saying that science and the Bible go together, they don't negate each other. Right. It's yeah. important mm-hmm. to point out. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Matt. I, I, I agree with Kelly. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and even, like, going back to what she said about the um, sexuality, mm-hmm. like, this is man. This is probably the biggest issue out there with teenagers. Of, I can't, I can't believe this is true because my parents are a bunch of bigots. Mm-hmm. They don't. The church is a bigot, and yeah. then they, and then one thing I think we have to do is recognize mistakes of the past of the church. Mm-hmm. Like, because well, the first conclusion they draw is they compare it to they compare it to uh, 
the the church and the racism that was prevalent in the church yeah. at various mm-hmm. times. Yep. And so to a certain degree, you do have to you have to own up to you know, even though it wasn't maybe a part of our generation, mm-hmm. but the church has been wrong mm-hmm. uh, on these things before. But this is a different issue. Still, yeah. This mm-hmm. is a completely. This is yeah. something we can we can go to the Bible and see where racism was wrong. We can see that there, and that's not something that was changing or fluid. That that mm-hmm. was sin in their hearts. But the yeah. Bible's pretty clear on these issues, yeah. and and then you you know you you can make other parallels with it that that we all have certain sins that we struggle with, and there has you know I, I think I've even said before, you know, if I were God, I wouldn't care. Like yeah. like I, I would have my own set of rules. I don't. You know, I don't particularly no. care who you love or what you do. That's not, that's not, you know, it's not, but I'm not God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get to make those rules. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it is important to let them know that we do not hate this person. This is not sure. something yeah. that we've just picked out this group of people and said, oh, wow, yeah. I don't like them. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think you're exactly right. In order, so you say, okay, that, that it's not me saying that this certain thing is a sin. Yeah. It's the scripture saying those right. things. And so then they say, how do I know the Bible is true? Mm-hmm. Mm. How do I even know there's a God behind that? Yeah. And so all these things back back into an apologetics That's argument. Exactly right. In order for the, you to say, I'm not saying it's true, the Bible says it's true. Well, how do I know that ancient book is even mm-hmm. relevant yeah. to my life? It's reliable. Yeah. How do I even know there's a God behind it? How do I know it's corrupt? Because um, uh, Bart Ehrman's at, at, at Carolina telling that it's corrupt and it's full mm-hmm. of errors and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like a pretty smart guy. He's got a PhD in it. How do I how do I believe these things? So it goes back again yeah. to, apologetics. I think, to apologetics. Yeah, back again. Mm-hmm. You're having to block out noise. Yeah, yeah. you're having yeah. to block out noise so they can hear truth. That's, true. yeah. That's where the and and the church has done a horrible job with this. Uh, there's that funny Babylon B article about. Uh, that uh, where they're praying off the seniors to go face a dangerous world. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And God grant them, you know, like, like uh, we could have worked on this for the last yeah. 18 years. They're praying for them to, right on the way out. Yeah, on yeah. the way out. Like, uh, <laughs> we've had them all this time. Yeah. yeah, we've had them for 18 years, and we've never brought it up. Yeah. Uh, no, you're so exactly that's right. one of the things I appreciate about you here mm-hmm. is that, and probably I didn't think this stuff through a lot until you got in my ear about it, uh, and we started our G3 yeah. going through uh, – on guard. On guard. Yeah. What's his name? Mm-hmm. And the William book, Craig. they William suggest Craig. the TAB method. So oh, yeah. theology, apologetics, and behavior to yeah. get that balance. Whereas yeah. I think when we were kids, it was definitely heavy on the behavior. Yes. Yeah. And you do it because Bible said so in the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah weak no on theology. Explanation of why. Yeah. Yeah. Weak on theology. And, and he, he talked about through, uh, and I think a lot probably of youth pastors would tell you this, it's, it's the largest reason why... Uh, you know, even non-Christians will bring their children to youth because they they, they want it to be focused on the yeah. uh, focused on behavior. behavior. If you can yep. if you oh, can yeah. somehow yep. keep my kids away yep. from uh, drugs and getting pregnant, that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. won. You won. You've done your job. Yeah. That's all you need yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, and it's just not true. There's mm. a but but it's something that uh, I know I even struggle with right now as I'm teaching through this stuff. And it's the tab method is important to remember that it's theology, apologetics, and behavior because mm-hmm. I'm afraid we've so lacked apologetics that sometimes it feels like we're going through, and you've struggled with that going through G3. Mm-hmm. Like it's like we're not even opening our Bible sometimes. Yeah. That, that, oh, yeah. And you, no, you're right. And you, and you yeah. want to make sure that you're not leaning off on one direction too far. Sure. You can. But man, it's important. It is. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we can always sometimes we get focused on things. We just swing the pendulum so far to one side and yeah. forget all the the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we're trying to think through, like, even as I'm thinking through the next, like, so this wasn't an apologetics book. It was more yeah. of a discipleship book mm-hmm. and, and how to know the generation better. Uh, but now we're going through his book, uh, 77 mm-hmm. questions. Frequently Asked yeah. Questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And we're just, you know, we'll probably spend a long time on that. But then I want to actually go back to theology yeah. and go through, you know, yeah. and, and how are we discipling our children with proper theology. Yeah, Because we can have all the right scientific arguments <clears throat> yeah. and then forget. Cha- None of these apologetic yeah. arguments changes your heart. That's right. No. Not exa- you're exactly yeah. right. It's only the gospel. It just that, blocks yeah. out noise. Yeah. 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 What else y'all have? Anything else you want to, that you got pinned up on that you want to mm. eager to share about this book and how it can be helpful to others out there? I would just encourage anyone to read it yeah. that, uh, that, it's not your youth pastor's job to raise mm-hmm. your children. That's right. It's not their job to uh, disciple your children. They're part of the process, but uh, you know, it, the we get one shot at this, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. and and you know, obviously, prayer is a factor. You know, I know we specifically and always have. I think probably most important, we pray that our children don't walk into sin. Yeah. You know, they're just yeah. just. Mm-hmm. That they don't have to go through those struggles, but good chance they're a lot of them are going to. Yeah, uh, I even passed um, this book along to my parents. Cool. Um, yeah, being yeah, no, that's fantastic. The next next generation yeah. uh, ahead of us. Yeah, um, because I think that's so important. They got to know the grandkids. They got to know them <laughs> yeah. and how to relate to them yeah. because, I mean, talk about differences. Mm-hmm. We've got oh gosh, yeah. oh, <laughs> it's so yeah. different. Um, a non digital world to yeah. a completely digital completely. world. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. I think it's a great book for grandparents as well yeah. um, to yeah. try to relate and um, yeah. and pour in to grandkids. I think the biggest thing is, in order for us to be heard by them, we have to first listen to mm-hmm. them and not just squash down their ideas yeah. and act like they're stupid. Like we really have to listen and understand where they're coming from, and that they're in a very difficult place. They are, yeah. and have some compassion for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we, ha- our inclination is to kind of insult the generation <clears throat> that like. Because their generation is not like ours. It's not their choice. They didn't. Yeah. Pick, they didn't pick what generation <laughs> they yeah. were grown into. So take it easy they on the millennials. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh. No, you're exactly right. Uh, good. Anything else, y'all? In closing, oh. we cover it good enough. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate what y'all are yeah, doing here. Absolutely, with yeah. helping us. I know. Yeah. So like I said, guys, this is just a resource um, this week and hope you pick it up um, so the next generation will know by Sean McDowell and Jay Warner Wallace. It's a good help. It'll help you get um, kind of tuned in on what's going on with this generation. So share this podcast out, this podcast, uh, let people know about it, and uh, put on social media, like it, do all that stuff you're supposed to do with <laughs> getting the content out there. We hope it can be helpful for you. But until next time, God bless. <laughs>